This is Exceptional Voices, a podcast shining a light on businesses that champion inclusive recruitment and hire people with lived experience of the criminal justice system. Working Chance is a pioneering employment charity that helps women with criminal convictions find jobs which align with their skills and aspirations. Since 2009, they have supported thousands of women into work across a range of sectors and opportunities. A recent report, Progress and Prejudice, published by the charity, found that the number of employers recruiting people with convictions has doubled since 2010. This episode features employment expert Natasha Finlayson, Chief Executive of Working Chance, and looks at the transformative potential of employment. Hi Natasha, thank you for joining us today. Working Chance envisions a society where no woman is held back by a conviction and where each woman has the support, encouragement and opportunities she needs to reset her life and thrive. What do you think are the obstacles to this goal and what do you believe are the key steps towards achieving it? Right, that's a big question to kick off with. I think it's the the, the response is around kind of two areas and the first one is about um, preventing women from from getting a conviction and particularly from going into prison in the first place, um, you know that's the biggest obstacle to to supporting these women to reset their lives and to thrive. But failing that, if we, if we can't achieve prevention, then I think kind of you, you've asked about what the obstacles are. I think the really big one in terms of employment is actually employer. Um, prejudice or, or lack of understanding of, of who people with convictions are. Um, I think it's all about education, um, about kind of tackling those misconceptions among employers. Um, there are so many opportunities out there right at the moment with the labour shortages. There are so many advantages to, to recruiting diversely and inclusively, which I, I hope we'll come on to talk about in more detail. The, the, the benefits, you know, kind of both for individuals, for businesses, for society as a whole are, you know, uh, are, are very clear. We just need to get that message across to employers. It just makes such sense. It's logical um, and, and ethical as well. And we just need to get that message out there. So how do we build work environments that are inclusive of women with lived experience of the justice system? Well, I think the most important thing to bear in mind is that work environments should be inclusive for everyone. Uh, and when we do that as employers, then we raise everyone up. We make a better experience for, um, for groups who are already kind of in the mainstream, uh, as well as groups who are traditionally more marginalised, like people with convictions. Because, you know, what we're trying to aim for is everyone in an organisation should feel able to bring their whole selves to work without any judgment, without stigma. Um, and, you know, if we develop an inclusive environment, we enable people to benefit from one, one another's differences rather than thinking that that's something kind of, you know, worrying or, or threatening or difficult to manage in any way. Um, because then, you know, if people feel a sense of belonging at work, they're happier at work, they're more motivated, they're more likely to stay, they're more likely to, to thrive at work and be, you know, kind of really productive and do their job really brilliantly. Working Chance's pioneering work in the justice sector has had a phenomenal impact. What support do, do Working Chance offer to both women with convictions looking for work and employers with open roles? So for the women, it's, you know, we're not a recruitment agency. Um, you know, they don't just turn up and say, find me a job and we try and match them with a the job and, uh, and off they go. 
is much more than that because what we want to achieve is women flourishing, thriving, uh, being resourceful and independent, not needing uh, the support of a charity like us. And then you also asked about, you know, kind of how we work with the employers. Uh, and then again, that is, that's pretty bespoke to the employer um, and what they're, the sort of support they're looking for. We can help them uh, through the whole process if that's what they want. Um, but I think p the support we offer particularly kicks in um, once that job offer has been made, because we're really happy to stay there as a source of support and guidance for the employer and for the woman for up to a year afterwards. And we'll do regular check-in calls if both, if, if each of them do want that, because we want to make sure that that job works, that it's right for the organisation, for the employer, and that it's right for the woman, that both those things are absolutely crucial. Mm. There's a long-term sustainable opportunity rather than... Because sustainability, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about the benefits of inclusive recruitment to employers? Sure. So, uh, as we touched on earlier, hiring people with convictions just makes so much sense uh, for employers on so many different levels. It's, it's one of the main ways to prevent re-offending because it offers people uh, an income but also so much more than that. It's, you know, for these people, it's an opportunity to show what they're good at and to be appreciated and valued for that, to have that sense of kind of giving back. But, you know, it's not just the employer and, and that person that benefit. There's also kind of, you know, the economic side of things in terms of the cost to the state of reoffending overall for men and women. It's around about £18 billion a year. Um, you also have the, you know, the kind of factor that society is, is better and safer when you reduce reoffending. And then if we come on to the actual sort of benefits for the business, which is the thing that we tend to emphasise when we're talking to employers, um, when managers and leaders know how to draw out and build on diverse perspectives, they get, you know, kind of better ideas coming forward, you know, kind of more innovation, better solutions to challenges, people kind of questioning assumptions, identifying blind spots. Um, yeah, and it just sort of creates, and again, this is, you know, it's not my opinion, there's a huge amount of, of research that, that's shown that it creates a more dynamic culture in an organisation. Um, and then, as well as all that kind of sort of create creativity and innovation coming from those different perspectives, it's also really, really beneficial for staff motivation and performance and retention, which are the sorts of words that make employers' eyes light up, you know. <laughs> What do you see are the challenges in reaching employers and, and how can we bring more into this space? So employers are aware, I think, I think most employers are aware that this is an issue that they need to be considering. Nonetheless, there might be a lack of confidence around how to recruit. Um, safely and appropriately and how, where do you find these people and do you recruit them in a different way and you know I've banned the box on my application form but at what point in the process should I ask them um, to, to dis disclose a conviction you know what does best practice look like you know. I think disclosure is a big topic isn't it for lots of employers because it's about understanding how they can manage it effectively. Exactly exactly which is something we're you know always very very keen to to support employers around um, you know and, and I think the answer is always wait until you know the person before you ask about the conviction because you you know you need to see the person and not the conviction once you've made up your mind about whether or not you want to hire them then by all means ask if it is appropriate to do so. Fantastic great to hear. Um, I guess 
My next question is, what is your biggest piece of advice for employers? It's a cliche, but it's an important one, which is see the person and not the criminal record, not the offence that they committed. And, you know, also, as we touched earlier on, actually recruiting people with convictions, you know, this kind of this argument puts people like working chance out of business, but it isn't actually rocket science. Um, they aren't, you know, like some exotic species of dangerous animal or aliens from another planet um, that you have to be scared of and nervous about. They're people, you know, as we keep saying, it's one in six, it could be you or me, you know. So many employees and companies will have already broken the law and may or may not have had a conviction, but their employer won't know, you know. They are just people like you and me. Something's gone wrong in their lives, they've made a mistake, they've paid the price that, that our justice system determined was right and fair, you know, and now they need the chance to turn their life around. And I guess the third thing is, um, you know, go into it expecting to treat them just as the same as you would any other employee. But, and, and again, just like any other employee, if there are particular needs or circumstances that arise, then the line manager should be sensitive to that and offer appropriate support. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing all of your experience and insight today. Um, it's been wonderful talking with you. Brilliant. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about our work. The Exceptionals campaign actively encourages employers to work in partnership with specialist rehabilitation organisations like Working Chance, who can support you every step of the way. Do get in touch with us through our website if you'd like to get connected with Natasha and the team at Working Chance. We'd like to end on a final note from one of our supporters, Rick Mower, Managing Director at Raw Workshop. If you want loyalty, Resilience, the hardest working people, hire those who have faced and overcome challenges in life. They are survivors and doers, the best employees you can have. It's as simple as that. The Exceptional Voices podcast is part of the Exceptionals campaign. Find out more at www.theexceptionals.org. Audio production by The Boy in the Corner. <laughs>